0: we're recording another episode of the Q Chat. This is the COVID-19 series because I have all this free time on my hands. So I'm making my making some use of this. So this is one of my most exciting guests, China the Writer. So
1: so I'm glad to be here. hey <laughs> yeah,
0: so china also has some free time off due to this situation so we're going to make some fun out of this so this idea that i had that i ran by miss china and i will think of the title i'm sure it'll come to me during the episode but we all love tv hey and we're all going to be probably watching more of it than normal <laughs> during oh, the, yeah. the whole you know Quarantine situation, so it just dawned on me. I'm like, I want to kind of go over just some different things, like in different movies, like a lot of the popular urban movies that we know, reality TV, and just kind of do a like a what would you do situation. So I ran it by Miss China, so that's what we're gonna talk about today. It's gonna be a, like a what would you do situation. So. Okay. What do you want to start with? Like, I know one of my favorite shows which we are going to talk about during this episode, and that is Insecure. I'm, like, obsessed with that show. I'm obsessed with Issa Rae. <laughs> I love her. You know, um, I even got a few compliments. Like, my son swears I look like her, which, you know, that's a compliment. Someone else said the same thing the other day. I think it's the natural hair thing going. You know, we both have the same hair color. But I swear, season one, I felt like, she was mirroring my life even right. three like when she quit her job and she started doing lift as a side hustle we even drive the same car we both drive Chevy <laughs> so wow. just notice that because I've been binge watching the show because the premiere starts on April the 12th which is my birthday shout out to me um Easter Sunday <laughs> so you know awesome. I know about personally so you know there's a lot of scenarios that me and you broke down just from that show alone i know miss china um she watches some reality tv and there's one particular show that we agreed on with some mutual things so we are just gonna dive right into it so oh, I guess we we'll start off with insecure i guess so you sure. watched that show too let's start off like how what what particular things about that show do you really like first before we start breaking down the scenarios
1: well with insecure i love the fact that it is it's real um isa doesn't have a problem with going there on any subject line and i love the fact that she was the cheater and not necessarily her man because it it gave a different angle to cheating and also with him not working and um with the friends that she has she has a friend who is married and has already started off on her life. And then she's still out in the world trying to find herself. And she has the bougie friend and she has the wild friend. So she has a lot of reality going on. We all have different type of friends. We have different type of relationships. And that's what I just love about it. And you're right. This first season, I thought it mirrored my life as well. Different aspects of it. But it, it, it's an awesome show. I love the fact that she it's not, like, canned entertainment. It's not predictable.
0: Right. Okay. And I've been rocking with Issa Rae since Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl." So when I say I'm a fan, I've been rolling with her since the beginning when she was doing those quick little episodes on YouTube. Mm-hmm. And now, at least 10 years ago, because I remember when I first – Saw that show, and to this day, I don't even know how I came across *Miss Adventures of opera Black Girl*. Honestly, and that show spoke to me. Like, if someone wanted to describe me, that would be the best description: <laughs> *Miss well, Black wow. Girl*. Wow. You know, and, um, I was—I remember catching that show, and I would love it. And it was just like little quick episodes. Like some of the episodes were like if three minutes, but I loved it. And it's that writer spirit too that I have as well because she it's her show and I loved it and I was I remember I would always tell people to this day I always tell people, hey, um, have you ever seen Misadventures of Awkward Black Girl on YouTube because it was so unique. So, one of the things I guess we can start off with, which you just mentioned from insecure like one of the first scenarios, is cheating. Do you feel like when females cheat that it's a double standard that is less acceptable? I kind of feel like. When a woman cheats, it's like, oh, my God. So do you feel that some truth to that, that we kind of, some people, society views it as, views it slightly different when it's the woman that's the cheater and not the guy? I
1: totally agree. I think that society has this idea, this, this perfect little idea of a woman uh, supposed to be, that a woman, rather, is supposed to be perfect. And when I say perfect, I don't mean like perfect in every, like everything about her perfect, but in a relationship she's supposed to be docile and and do the things that are necessary to become the fiance and then become the wife and the mother and all of that jazz. So she's not supposed to be the one that messes up because women, women want relationships, right? Women want to be married, right? Wrong. That's not every woman. Not every woman is not placed into this perfect little mold where where she's going to do everything right so that she can get to the point where she gets to the next level. Some women just want to have fun, and if they get in a relationship, then it is what it is. They're going to make the same mistakes as men. Maybe they didn't want to be in a relationship, or maybe they made a prem- premature decision to be in one, and then they decided they no longer want to be in one. They're right. They can change their minds just like men can. So I think that's society putting... Chains on women, and as we see in the, the the past few decades, women have broken loose from those chains. You cannot put us in a box <laughs> anymore. So right, we don't spit a mold,
0: you know. And the funny thing about it, you know, because I analyzed the show a lot, and I remember when she did cheat. Now, mind you, I felt like I'm not condoning cheating, however. She had. She was ride or die for four years. He was not working. So I'm not giving her a pass for cheating per se. But I mean, heck, she cheated. She figured out she made a mistake. And I'm one of those, actually. I know like in past podcasts, I always say, you know, like I tend to not have the popular opinion. And anybody that's trying to date me, please don't get excited when you hear this next statement I'm about to make. But I have said this, a lot of conversations, I actually don't feel that cheating is necessarily a deal breaker in relationships. Let me throw out that disclaimer. And as I said, and I want to say, it was one of our podcasts where I'm like, hey, I don't mean just go out there fertilizing everything you see. I'm just saying sometimes a person does make a mistake, That's oh. all I'm saying. And there's it's a case-by-case thing. So I've always had this argument, and I've always said this, Cheating is not to me necessarily a deal breaker in a relationship because sometimes people make mistakes. And people, if you want to sit there and pretend that your relationship is perfect all the time, sometimes people go in phases in their relationships. And I think in her instance, they were in a phase where it was like she was unsure about that relationship. Right. He wasn't working, he wasn't appealing, and she just was going back and forth with it. And yeah, later down the line, she felt that she made a mistake. And he, of course, found out and he didn't agree. Right. And <laughs>
1: right.
0: That was the end of it. But, you know, I mean, I feel like people make mistakes. So, you know I, what? Like I said, necessarily feel that like they're deal breakers. You know, I'm not saying she was right, because on the flip side, she was contemplating leaving him before cheating. Right she could have just said, well, hell, I'm just going to walk away from this relationship, be the bigger person. Uh-huh. All right. Maybe even, and one thing I noticed, she didn't communicate the problems that she was having. So I think that's another reason that he was totally blindsided right? when he found out, cause she didn't communicate prior to say, Hey, these are the problems I'm currently having, right. you know, just being honest and saying, Hey, I'm at the point where I'm thinking maybe this relationship is not going to work anymore. Like, You know, which I think the average person kind of doesn't do that. Like, you know, we don't always handle things correctly as adults. We talk to the person. We harbor on, I think, sometimes, oh, God, I wish they would stop doing this. (laughs) But you know what? (laughs) We'll tell our friends and everybody, but we don't tell that the partner sometimes, and then that's when stuff kind of goes all over the place.
1: Right. Well, I wanted to, I'm completely... Different in that because you're saying it's that it's not a deal breaker for you, and not well, f- and
0: not in all situations. Okay. Like I, I want to clean it up because I don't. <laughs> <have a date. laughs> oh, yeah, let me go date her, I can do What the hell I want? I ain't say all that, you know. But I'm just saying there are certain situations where I feel like it could possibly be a mistake. So I guess I have to be real careful uh-huh. when I make that statement because I, I don't condone cheating. I'm just saying, like, I've been in certain situations where it was like, eh, you know, so, but don't get me wrong. I just I just don't feel like every, every relationship should be thrown away because of cheating, let's put it that way. Okay,
1: well, I'm going to tell you, with me, I feel this way, and it's interesting because I just had this conversation a few days ago with a friend, and this is my take on it. My take is this. I am very vocal. I'm very upfront and I'm brutally honest. In most cases, I am too honest. So if I feel like I am unhappy in that relationship, I'm so grown over here that I'm going to tell you. Any man that I've Mm. ever dated, they know that I'm going to tell them, hey, I'm unhappy. I I will say that. I'm, I'm, I'm a communicator like no other. Last year... I dated someone and I broke up with them three times back to back. And I said to them <laughs> that third time, I said, we're going to try this again one more time. And after this third time, if it don't work out, we're done three times an hour. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. what happened in between those times was at first time I said, okay, I'm not happy. You're not making me happy. These are the things that I need from you. okay. They were listening, but I guess they didn't hear me. because there's a difference between listening and hearing. <laughs> so nothing mm-hmm. changed. So I tried it again, and then I tried it one more time. And it's it's been pretty much a wrap ever since, and then it went downhill anyway. But I meant what I said. I'm, I'm vocal enough to say I'm unhappy. These are the things that you're doing. You're making me feel this way. Um, these are the things that I need from you. And guess what? When I do that, I'm not one-sided. I'm also opening up the door for the man to say, Hey, these are the things that you do that I don't like. Can you work on this? And I'm very open. I don't nothing that a man can say to me will offend me. If I love him, then I can say, okay, I can work on that. Or no, I hell no, I'm not going to work on that. I'm not changing. So you have this, this communication. And honestly, in my lifetime, I've never really met a man who can accept it. That's why I'm single, (laughs) because I'm too vocal. But I do try. I try really hard to say, you know, versus me going out to cheat. I learned a long time ago that cheating, ain't that ain't the deal. So I figured, let me tell you before I do that. But now at my age, I'm going to tell you. And I'm going to break up with you afterwards because I'd rather just break up with you and set you free and allow myself to be set free before I go out looking for love in all the wrong places while still holding on to this man that very well may be someone else's husband, not mine. He may be meant for someone else. Mm -hmm. So I have to let him go and let him go right away because sometimes we're selfish and greedy. We hold on to people. Just like men hold on to women, women hold on to men, and they just oh, keep yeah. them there in that little pocket while they're out in the world searching, but in the back of their mind, they're like, I got my safety blanket, so I'm good, so if this doesn't work out, I can go back home to him. No. Do That's I know definitely. the q and past
0: episode about embracing your singleness? Oh, so, yeah. Yes, like I said, that goes back to what I said <laughs> about some people got to have that warm body mm.
1: no matter what.
0: Yeah. You know, so you're right about that. So, so if
1: they're doing that, that's so. definitely cheating. They're cheating on that, that warm oh, yeah. body. And it's wrong. It's mean. It's hurtful. And in most cases, that warm body is sitting there like, I didn't know that you were unhappy. Or I didn't know that you were doing that. And we are selfish, but the ones who, who do choose to cheat. They are so selfish that they leave this person blinded. And we blindside them when we come back and say, you know what, It's over. We're able to say that because we've already found someone, so now they don't have anyone. we just right. set them free and world of love very
0: I will say this. It is very hurtful, and I was in a situation where I was with someone, and they did something stupid. And at the time, because we had a family together, I was like, I don't feel like this particular situation is worth ruining the situation. Right. Now, like I said, and maybe I should add some additional <laughs> disclaimers, I yeah. guess when I say that I feel like cheating isn't necessarily a deal breaker. I am kind of more referring to marriages oh, when you yeah. have a family and you're trying to build something. Because I actually have seen people, and they work more old school, I have seen people get past that. Now mind you, as I said, these are marriages. Yeah, be specific marriage, okay. Right, and they work <laughs> through it. And also another 50 a disclaimer, it didn't just happen overnight. Okay. Now, ironically, even in my situation where, you know, I'm saying I don't necessarily feel it's a deal breaker. I'm only saying because I know some married people that are like, well, if my spouse cheats cheat, I'm out. It's not really that simple right. sometimes, is all I'm saying. And I'm not knocking either side of that coin. I'm just saying sometimes things aren't as cut and dry. Now, ironically, in my situation where I was with this person, they did something stupid at the time we had young kids, and I'm like, okay, I don't think this situation is worth right. what we were working on. We still ended up not together. But because on the flip side, that person kind of took that and ran with it, like, well, okay. Well, she just said she's kinda like gonna work through it. And then they were like kind of cocky and was a bastard about oh. it. Now that's when they got the wrong surrounding. <laughs> <laughs> that's when they had to
1: reel you in other words don't play you
0: right instead of being gracious and taking the humble one that just said had given this negro a pass he you know had to ruin it you know so needless to say we're not together but i'm just saying when people are truly sorry there are situations where a person can make a mistake truly be sorry and just accept the fact that okay i'm gonna take what i I'm going to take that person that got cheated on, I'm going to take what they're going to throw at me to get past it. When I say that, meaning, just like Lawrence in the show, there was a point where, you know, of course, he was sorry. They, You know, he was very upset with her, obviously, but, like, the weekend that he kind of thought about it, he considered working past uh-huh. it. And like, well, I need to talk to you. Like, let's talk, blah, blah, blah. Now, mind you, by the time she made it back to talk to him, he thought about it and was done oh, with yeah. her. But he still had that soft spot there, you know, because I'm just saying, you know, sometimes the two people love each other. People do make mistakes, blah, blah, blah. Who knows what's going to happen in the fourth season. But I'm just saying there are some some situations where I do feel sometimes people have made a mistake. And in that instance, if you truly want to work it out with that person, you need to sit back and chew whatever they feed you if they want to be upset about it for six months, a year, whatever, if they still are willing to work that out with you and forgive you and have a long time to get over it, accept it. <laughs> like you messed up. So just deal with it. If you really want to be with them is all I'm
1: saying. Don't make it a habit. Right. But, but you, you know, know I with it, first of all, with, with me, with the mistake situation, I, I think that cheating is a choice, not a mistake. And, even in, right. in any relationship, because I do understand that um if you're in a marriage, of course, there are things that are in place. Like you have to take into consideration if there are children, if you have, you know, property or all these things together, then it may not be so easy to separate these things. But I'm going to tell you how I, I think if you cheat on me especially if I find out that you did the ultimate, like you had sex with this other person. I am the type of woman that I'm going to be honest about my feelings with it. I am going to feel betrayed from the minute I find out to I don't care how many years later, because all I'm going to see is that you laid down with this woman and you get what well, hell in this in today's society you lay down with this woman or this man and you gave them something i'm just keeping it real <laughs> you gave them right. something that was just supposed to be for me when we said I do so every time that you know if i try to get past it when i try to lay with you again however much later that's gonna be in. I'm gonna be thinking about that. Be like, I'm not the only one that got this since I said I do. So it's that to me. That one little thing is probably gonna bother me forever. So I will probably have to bow out gratefully only because it wouldn't be fair for me if someone says I apologize and I'm sincere and I forgive them. I can't, I don't know if I can be the type of woman that can say. I forgive you and we can move on. I could probably forgive you and say, I should move on because I'm going to bring it up. And what man or woman or what have you wants to keep hearing about their transgressions over and over and over again, that kills more relationships to bring up old stuff because one of the the two had had not moved on past it. So they bring it up at the worst times and just dig, dig into that other person and it becomes a problem. So I know I'm going to be that person. I'm going to bring it up over and over. <laughs> I, like, I'm here. True. I get that.
0: Now, one other piece, like I said, I wanted to kind of break apart this particular show, you know, as we go over different things. So one thing we mentioned, Lawrence, that character had not worked for like mm-hmm. four years. What's your take on, struggle love and as far as struggling meaning being with a person who may not be at the stage they need to be at financially career-wise do you stick with them I mean she dealt with it for four years I mean she finally obviously got frustrated with it but is there like a timeline on how long you should stick with somebody because I mean four years to me I felt was a tad bit excessive but You know, what's your take on that? Like, is there a timeline on okay? Because people fall on Mm -hmm. hard times. Mm -hmm. It happens. But, like, how long do you ride with
1: that? here's the thing. Um, I don't think that there's a timeline on it. It it depends with me on what your hustle looks like. And by that I mean you are not going to lay up in my house or our house or whatever on our couch for four years. First of all, that was extremely excessive. To me, if you lose your job in January, okay, I'm just giving a scenario. By February, you need to be working somewhere now. If you were making, let's just say, six figures, and you're looking mm. at you're looking around for this six figure gig to to do all these things you wanted to mirror what you were used to, but guess what? you doing? You can be. Frying burgers or, or waiting tables or working somewhere. You need a J-O-B. I don't care where it is. I'm not going to look down on you for, for pumping gas at the local gas station. Just work. Show me you're trying. Right. You just can't sit there and say, I can't find work in my field. Oh, God, I hear that so much. I can't find work in my These people want to pay me. $10 an hour. I'm used to making that. Uh, $10 an hour. I ain't made this since I was 15 years old. I'm not taking that. Be like, but we got a water bill and, and, and we got rent. <laughs> no
0: kind of joke. Right. Huh? Right. And the, and the bills don't really care how much you get paid hourly. They're not judging. They just want you to come home with some right. form of a check. <laughs> See,
1: that's what it is. I don't... I. I don't care if you bring it home minimum wage. I see it. I honestly think it's sexy to see my man. Maybe he was making had this big corporate job, and then things fell apart. And he he came home. And he said, "Look, I'm still applying for that job because I that's what I want for myself. But I I'm not gonna miss a beat." I'm not, you're not going to be responsible for paying my car note. You're not going to be responsible for paying the things that you weren't paying at first. If I got to hustle and work three jobs, I'm going to work at Target. You know, Target paid $13 an hour and he's working at Target, McDonald's, all at the same time. And he come home and like, I'm going to hand you six different checks because I don't want, you're not responsible for paying my bills. That's a man. That's a man. You're not laying on my couch though. <laughs> I'm back to that. Lawrence wasn't going to lay on my couch. Sorry. And the funny
0: thing, that's what Lawrence did. Like, he sat on the couch, if you notice, the majority of that first season before he finally decided to go work at Best Buy. And then after that, he ended up, you know, landing the good job, which he almost didn't take. I've been binge-watching the show recently because I'm gearing up Uh for April the 12th. Um, I mean, damn, it's like he was just sitting on the couch, and then on top of that, he wasn't being like this great boyfriend in the meantime. It was like that scene in soul food. Remember when Lim got uh-huh. on job and he was talking about it and he was like a black woman, not going to just take you, just laying up, you better be doing something. <laughs> and it's like, remember he had even like dropped the ball on her birthday. And I think that was the snowball effect. It's like, okay, if you're not working, I mean, you should at least be remembering some important calendar dates. Like, what's the problem? You know, and he wasn't just laying on the couch. You notice the first part of the show, he laying on the couch, fate wasn't even tight. He wasn't even himself. He was just laying on the sofa, depressed for a few of those episodes. I mean, eh, I just, I don't know. It's just, it's a slippery slope with that one because no one wants to be that person that's with someone, I think, and not necessarily be supportive. I don't think anyone wants to be that person, but I think we all got to have some boundaries, too. Like, okay, how long do you put up with this?
1: But, you know, I think for... Honestly, there are women out there who will actually put up with not just four years. They would have put up with it eight years. And, And I say that because I actually know people who will... They are very vocal. And they will say, well, I'm the breadwinner anyway. So... Them not mm-hmm. working doesn't change anything here. The, the things that we have are because of my income. So it, it's time. Now, hmm? now
0: this may be getting a little slightly off topic, but you just brought up an interesting point. So we do live in a live in a world now where sometimes women are the breadwinner, like they're making more money right. than their mate. Is that? And that you can see yourself rocking with, like, being with someone who's not making as much money. I will.
1: And it's funny because a a friend of mine always says that I'm looking for the CEO. He said, you don't want blue collar. You don't want blue collar. You want Mr. CEO. I'm like, really? Because that's not me. I I want a man that works. Period. As the young people say with the T at the end of it. Because I don't... if if he's struggling or he doesn't make as much as I have, then I can work with it. Now I don't, I don't want to come across as a gold digger, but if he's not making as much as I am, then I want him to come with some goals. Like, okay, babe, it's cool that you make minimum wage. Okay, what are you? What are your dreams? I want to hear after that. Well, I I did want to go back to school, or I'm working on this trade to do this, or. Something that tells me that you're not content with just making this because you do not know that your woman is pretty much handling everything. So, as long as he's working, I'm satisfied. But if he's working not up to his potential and he has no realistic, smart goals in place, then me and, we ain't gonna work anyway because <laughs> I don't. I don't want it. I, mm. Content is a curse word to me, and I don't want to meet a man that's content. No, <laughs> that is not going to work with me. So, yeah, with me being the breadwinner is one thing, but being the breadwinner and that's pretty much the plan for the rest of our lives. And he has no plans of joining me. Then the, we're going to end up. We're going to break up. Say <laughs> that right now. We're going to break up.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's a tough one because on the flip side, there's also some men that may be like, "Okay, if I'm making X amount of dollars, I want my woman to be Ooh, on the same that's
1: how a couple right. Thing, you know, a here in it. That's <laughs> right.
0: Oh. right, right. But some people—they really, they are—they mm-hmm. really stick mm-hmm. by that. You know, I'm not saying everyone, but I'm just saying because you know they're gonna have a man that's gonna listen and be like, "Well, I guess what, right, both okay." okay, bro, I, I got you. you know, like, I'm not knocking you, but, you know, if I was raised in a traditional household, so mind you, my views on things are a little different. Like, I dated this guy one time, and, um, oh, my God, this was one of the situations where I swear to God, I felt like I was living season <laughs> one. Like, he just was... Just didn't have a, a zest for life. And I was like, damn, this is such a drag. Like, just some of the ways he views stuff, I was just like, I can't really deal with this. He complained about his job constantly. And the whole time, and at the time, this when I was still working on a plantation. I was hot shit at the time. I was making me some, <laughs> some change. You know, I was making me some dollars with this company. And he w- did make less money than I did. Um, but he complained about the job was the thing. So, now mind you, we weren't married or living together, so it's a little different, you know, but I would say to myself, well, and I would say to him too sometimes, I'm like, well, why don't you look for something else? You know, it's just like, I can't stand that whole self-deprecation when you know, we sit there and dwell on stuff. I'm like, well, guess what? There's other... Freaking opportunities, and mind you, I'm taking all this in mentally because we did discuss certain things. I mean, he was looking for a wife, and then hell no, who, who knows, girl? Maybe he was looking for a caretaker, which I'm not the one. I, I can only caretake right. my three kids. I can't. I will not add on a fourth grown ass child. I'm sorry, but you know. But long story short, you know, I was just kind of like, wow, you know, like this is kind of ridiculous was <laughs> like, he just seemed like it was just such self-deprecation with just in general and I didn't really care for it you know needless to say that didn't work out either but eh, I just you know at the time I was just like you know like I said I, I had right. a traditional upbringing so a lot of times but he would say you know if we moved in together whatever which meaning if he had moved into my damn house it was like oh well you know my parents they always split stuff 50 50. I'm like, well, boo-boo, Delma and Louis Armstrong didn't split nothing 50-50. My dad was the breadwinner and still was right. at 81 years old. So I'm like, I don't do 50-50. <laughs> just like, just, I mean, that's just me, and I can't speak for everybody, but I don't do 50-50 because I, I wasn't raised in that type of household. Just like he claims his parents with right. everything down the middle. I'm not living with no man if we splitting the mortgage down the middle. You better handle that, bro. That's just me, and I know that means me kind of <laughs> sexist, but I'm just saying that's the upbringing I had. I just kind of feel like where I was raised, and I still have a—I don't have a very strong black father. I can call him right now if I have a problem right. or needed something. So that's right. what I grew up with. So that is what I expect, you know. So, like I said, everybody's different, but. And my mom, she was the she was the, the bread maker. She was the homemaker. I'm sorry, not the bread maker. She was the homemaker, and she raised the children. And his job was primarily his role, as, as I should say, was working and taking care of everything else. He was the, you know, the nurturing homemaker. My mom was the field trip mom and everything. Like, because that's what my dad afforded her to do. And we didn't live like the Huxtables. We wasn't the Evans families, but we, but we weren't the Huxtables either. But we. We were kind of like, I don't know, I'm trying to think of some black middle-class family on TV. I can't think of one at the moment. But, you know, I mean, we lived a normal little life. We weren't rich or whatever, modest home. But that's what I'm accustomed to. So when he kept saying, well, his, plans, his parents split everything down the middle 50-50, I'm just like, you know, it's <laughs> like, okay, mind it. You know? So it's like, what's your point? So... You know that's that's one thing I just was curious. You know when we mentioned the whole finances because it seems like that was another issue right. with Ethan Lawrence. It was just the fact that at the time he, he was <laughs> not living up to his potential, and I think that's what became extremely unattractive, probably to her. You know, is that he didn't seem he wasn't anywhere. well. Let not, me ask you this:
1: How much of that do you think is the woman's responsibility? And by that I mean this. If he was sitting on their couch for all of their time, how much of it was because of her enabling? That's the thing, too, because four
0: years, like, obviously, yes. that's a long time. And I feel like people going to mm-hmm. do what you allow them to do. So most men I know, I don't see them sitting around unemployed right. for four years you know, I mean, damn, you know, like, imagine what type of cushion blanket right. you are giving somebody that they think it's okay to be boy, that long. I know some people, they would lose their mind being unemployed for four months, four weeks, you know, but four years, I mean, uh, just, I don't know, that's a bit much. So I agree. I think a lot of it is the, the other person's Um, responsibility to just be like okay this is a bit much if we're trying to go somewhere in the future obviously you can't be unemployed for this long
1: because I think that she was enabling and didn't even realize it so when she got to the point where she was so unhappy that she found herself in the arms of another man doing some unthinkable things but when she got to that point Mm. a big part of it was indeed her fault she knows that she was unhappy she knows that he had become unattractive because of just the entire situation but a big part of that she should have got in on the front end and say you know what get out go get yourself together because at the way right we're going we're not going to be together long because these are the things that you're doing that have become just downright damn annoying and, this, and we didn't start off like this. This was not the plan. So, like I said, it was, it was the putting up with the contentness and the enabling that made the situation worse, where another man would even be uh, attractive to her on that level where she felt like she needed to, to lay with him. So, I, and I see that a lot. That's not something that is abnormal for men and women to seek you know, comfort or conversation in the arms of someone else when their home situation is just far gone, but nobody's talking, nobody's seeking therapy, nobody's doing anything to remedy the situation, I guess they got the mindset of, well, well, it'll blow over. And that's not realistic at all. Mm-hmm. That's, it'll right. get worse is what it will do. Or it will be, as I call it, and I, I don't like for people around me to do that, I have dated quite a few what I call rug sweepers, and this is my thing. This is what I tell every man. I say, you know what? You like to have a disagreement with me, and then we wait a couple of days, and you come back around like everything's okay, but it's not okay. You can't continue to sweep these things under the rug because you keep doing that. This same rug that you swept all of this bull up under, we're going to trip over it because it's so... Piled mm. high with just bull and mess and stuff that you thought I forgot about. Well, the rug is high so high that I can't help but to see it. It's a problem. And that's when the problems become so big that we can't move past them. We just can't.
0: Right. I agree. So at the end of the day, it's just like the, a lot of issues that she has, she just should have been honest about it, quite frankly. I'm not saying that her feelings weren't justified because they definitely were, but four years, I, I don't even see how, that's when you know it's fiction because real people I don't think would have. Mm-hmm. Well, I know people down. that have been in situations
1: far longer and than that. Yeah, <laughs> <is>. far longer, far <laughs> longer. And and, yeah. and I just, and I hate to say this. I, my cousin said, this has become, i said this for years. When I see that, I automatically go right in on, oh, that person had low self-esteem. That's, my cousin said I need to get it put on a t-shirt no, <laughs> the person that's enabling that's putting up with it for that many years is something wrong within themselves too I don't know if they're afraid to be alone or what, yeah. it's something within themselves that makes them think that's okay
0: <laughs> well, we've discussed this you know, I and- know it all barrels back to loving yourself Mm -hmm. and having some standards, number one. But one other piece um, that I find interesting with the show is her friend Molly. Me personally, I think Molly is a (laughs) hot mess. Okay, like I mean, she is all over the place. Like, Molly is that character who is, I don't know, she's just hard to watch. It's just kind of like is another show that I love to death and Lynn was the character that all Got on my nerves. And, but for me, Molly is the one, she's like the thorn in my side. And I mean, what's your take on her? Like, do you feel like, cause I know i mean, obviously was obviously okay. a hot shot attorney, but she just couldn't get it right you know, in the dating world I, of just finding that partner. Like, do you feel that professional women like oh,
1: that have it harder? I think, meeting and, and meeting? I can definitely speak on this one, because when I first saw Molly, I said, okay, okay, okay. Go ahead, business-minded, black woman, handling your business. And as the show continues to play, she fell right in line with what I thought was going to happen. I have friends that, Cracked the six-figure mark and beyond a long time ago. And every last one of them struggled in the relationship world. Um, I have a friend who she will say it. She's very vocal. She will say, I have every other place and area in my life is is fine. It's just this. I can't seem to get it right. Another friend who is like big-time corporate executive, Her problem was that she was bossy at work and at home. (laughs) She was trying to control Mm -hmm. her relationships. Like she controlled the people at her Mm -hmm. job. So that was something that she had to get under control. So I think as far as Molly is concerned, she is all over the place. She's also a control freak, but she's, she can't, when she can't control things or things don't end up the way that she thinks that they should, that just adds on to her just not being able to to, to see straight and do the right thing and not being able to see that she is a part of the problem. And honestly, I, the first season, when I saw that, I said, she doesn't see that she's a part of the problem. I noticed that when she went on some dates, she was almost Pretty much showing up at, on the date in a wedding dress, trying to put the man in a tuxedo. I'm like, whoa, slow down, slow down. She was too much. She was so anxious right, to make right. the relationship fall in line with her career. Be like, I need to do this. I need a husband. Now I'm, I'm here in my career. Now in walks the husband. We got to go get this picket fence and do all of this. Everything's going to be just like this at this time. And that's a problem.
0: Me personally, from watching the show, and like I said, I've been binging it recently, like, I've been watching uh-huh. it like, the past few days, actually. Because on like, three uh, small seasons, you know. Um One thing about her I noticed, I feel like yeah. she self-sabotages the good chances she does have. Because like, this is in um, season two, before she started having an affair with the married oh, friend who claimed he was in an open relationship, which, open marriage, excuse me, which I thought was bullshit. But, um, she had met um, uh-huh. my boy, uh-huh. Sterling K. Brown's character, you know, my beloved Randall from This Is Us. She met him, and he was like the yeah. IBM, the ideal black man, and she has zero interest in him, and then immediately starts sleeping with the married man. It's like, really? Like, you really think that makes any logical sense? So I feel like she also self-sabotages a lot of opportunities. I know the the way that the, the show left off which I saw the previews for season four, I noticed she's going to end up in the interracial relationship with Asian Bay, as they referred to him as who he actually seemed like a nice guy, but even she was self-sabotaging that on the last um, few episodes of season three, when he happened to make a little comment about her cheating with her married friend. And she got super offended, overly offended in my opinion.
1: It's just like, well, he didn't,
0: yeah, he, was, he, was, he, he
1: shouldn't have so, I think happened. when he was doing that because when I saw that I was like okay I was riding for him a little bit but I think he came at her a little bit too hard that wasn't his place too soon
0: I get that argument but we talking Molly I feel like even if he didn't do it yeah. she would have found yeah. something wrong is the way I was looking at it you know like I'm saying you know yeah he was a bit out of turn but I feel like that's a situation where she could have checked him and he could have moved forward. But she just was done, you know? So, you know, I just feel like this is Molly we talking about, and I just feel like mm-hmm. she self-sabotaged so many times just like when she met on Little Rose character. she Well, she was yeah, attracted yeah. to him I think was the main thing, but I don't know. She just seems like she tends to have slightly unrealistic expectations, and I hate to say that because I do feel like everyone is entitled to oh, yeah. their oh, personal yeah. standards. Okay, and I don't feel like you should lower or compromise them. So, but I do feel like she doesn't give people a chance, I guess is the best way to say. Um, I'm not saying you should bend over for everyone and just be like, okay, well, I'm just, you know, I'm not meeting this one, so I'm going to start lowering my standards. I'm never, I don't feel you should bend your standards ever, but... I mean, like I said, I just felt Sterling K. Brown's character was the IBM, so I didn't see... You like, know what, well, now that
1: you talk about that, change. that's going to make me go back and pull it up, because I think that when I put him up next to the married man at the time, because I'm sitting here now and I'm trying to jog my brain, but you know what, I think I'm going to text you later. and I'm going to go back and I'm going to pull it up. It was something about his character that... I think I could understand why not not necessarily why she leaned toward the married man, but I think it was something about him that was a bit off. I gotta watch it again because when you say that, yeah, it was something was that was wrong with <laughs> him. Mean, he
0: was boring. I think he was he was basically boring, but it wasn't like anything that was just like wow. Now, how did you it. deal he with that? Boring, like should, How would and it you just wasn't
1: like and and the, the, the only reason I'm saying it is because. I know somebody today who they they don't do like on the weekends they cut their grass and sit up and watch Netflix and, and they grill chicken or do it you know what I'm saying? And I'm I'm the whole time I'm like, Great would be a great mm-hmm. guy. But and I'm sitting there and I'm like, I'm single and this guy is sitting right here and this is what he does on the weekend and he's content with this. Well, I want more. So, someone else might be like, are you crazy? Yeah, I guess I am, because I want more than that. And so, boring is, I know right. people may be like, yeah, boy, that's, that, that's a perfectly good guy who's just boring. But it just depends on, on what you're looking for. So, if he bored her, I guess in her mind, she's like, that's not enough excitement to keep me interested. I'm going to cheat on him. You I'm going to make that up. Because... It's not going to hold Truth. my my attention. You get what I'm saying? So that's when you start settling, right? You, right. You like? Oh, I, I guess my thing me.
0: was. I just. I guess my. I mean, I guess the thing that I did a side eye over was the fact that she thought Dro was <laughs> actually going to go <laughs> yeah. anywhere. Like, that was me. It was phone. I guess. Like it just, that was never gonna go anywhere like you know he's married and you know the wife and I to this day oh, think yeah. he was lying about oh, being yeah. in an open relationship because I'm like you're in an open relationship but you oh. breaking your neck when your wife calling like yeah that don't sound like you have a spouse who supposedly knows that you're sleeping with other people he had that cheetah when he answered that phone like oh let me go it's like uh you not know, like you're in an open relationship so Open marriage, so I don't know. I, I thought he was lying, quite frankly, and that whole relationship annoyed me. And then I didn't like how when she was like, You know, give me my key back, and he had the nerve to get an attitude. It's like, Well, what you know, like, you got a whole wife, bro. Like, it
1: looked like she was on. unhappy no over there, too. So, so he should have, and then, too, they were friends. I think that was selfish of him to do her like that when yeah, they slippery. were friends. So he's ruining a perfectly good relationship yeah. because of his selfishness. I think he was totally out of line for that.
0: Uh-huh.
1: Uh-huh. It was
0: too slippery and sticky. You know, because you know, they had those other ties going. So that was just a bad, bad, bad situation period. So... I actually want to move past Insecure because I do love that show, but another um, show that we actually discussed before we started recording was a situation that is currently taking place right. on the Real Housewives of Atlanta, so Kenya um, Moore is right. married to Mark, and, and like I was telling you before we started recording, I don't really watch reality, reality television, the only reality show oh, that I do okay. watch <laughs> that is the Real question. Housewives of Atlanta, like, <laughs> been watching that, uh, riding with that show since so season one i remember um, i actually remember in season one for the reunion i had just oh, wow. given birth to my last child and i remember the day i got released from the hospital i'm sitting there like oh my god did i pay my direct uh-huh. tv bill because i need to catch the reunion. When I get home in this baby, I'm gonna try and stay awake to watch it. That's how much I was invested in that show, and that's when Nene said, "Married man, that's like, yeah, right." to like, oh married man, you know. The, yeah, so that's what so. my show. So I, I for that show, you know. I I, I, I can't really think of anything that would make me stop watching it. But as I was saying, the current situation now with that show is Kenya, the storyline, and her and her husband Mark. I was pretty floored and not this the, the, the past two episodes during the um the little charity function and yes. He was pretty much a bastard. Yes. That's my opinion and how he treated her. I was really shocked and I'm like, wow, yes. cannot... I mean, it was really hard to watch. Like, he just, to me, was so cold. What's your thought on that? Like, could you... I mean, I'm just trying to understand, like, in that situation, I'm uh-huh. like, oh, no, no, no. Like, you can do better than this because you know I know what? just...
1: No, just, I know, saw that brewing a long time ago. I yeah. saw that brewing when she was pregnant, because she went live. Um, what is it? A year? I can't remember how old their baby is beautiful little girl, by the way. But She's a, that little baby, so little little baby, so baby a little, little bit over a year. So we're talking a little bit over a year ago. She was planning her baby shower, and she went live on Instagram. And I just so happened to catch, I didn't catch it when she went live. I caught it afterwards and I watched it. She was putting, trying to put the invitation together and he was in the background walking back and forth. And she asked him for one of his baby pictures because she wanted to put a baby picture of herself, him and then the ultrasound picture in the middle. Okay. Well, he said, no, I'm not doing it. I don't want to be on the, on the cover. That's you. That's all you. Like he was, the way he was talking to her, and she was like, babe, can you come help me? No, no. He just kept walking away and talking over his shoulder, and she would look back at the camera and be like, oh, he doesn't want to be on camera. She was making excuses then, and I'm like, oh, my God. He's just straight and her. Like, in front of the And you
0: know what? I remember that. I I, I, I never forgot that. I hadn't even thought about it till you just said it. I remember that. If you can't. And if you recall, remember the comments were going off. People uh-huh. were like, mm, "Something off about him." I, I'm yeah. so into that. A lot of people caught that in the comments. They were like, "What? What is wrong with him?" Do you like know anyone like that? May have like some. I mean, I know it's real life technically, but you know, <laughs> like real scenarios where sometimes people just. I don't. I don't. I like. I said. I don't. I don't know her business as far as like. But I know she was. Older in life, obviously, right. she truly wanted a family as everyone knows. But do you think sometimes, like people, maybe when you get to a stage where you have maybe a small window to move on and maybe have a child, you never been married, do you think that kind of cloudies people's oh, yes. decisions on who they choose yes. as a partner? Because it's really hard to just I think oh when you're in your forties especially your well eat. any
1: forties forty one forty two but when you're in your forties, approaching fifty or early fifties and you still have if it, it, it's your desire to be a mother and have the the husband and the, all of these things when you see or you get someone around you that's on board even if they probably shouldn't be on board and they're on board with doing this, we're going to have this baby, we're going to do this. Then I think that women, all they see is I'm going to be a mama. I'm going to be a wife. I'm going to be a mother and a wife. And mm. anything that comes in between being right. a mother and the wife, they make it small. They make it very minute. When these are actually big issues, Big highlighted red alerts going off all over the place. But we keep making them small we'll and put out that fire. I'll put out this fire. I'll put out that fire because I'm a mother and a wife. I'm a mother and a wife. I don't care that he's mistreating me. I don't care that he's, that he's embarrassing me. I don't care I'm a mother and a wife. And that's all they see. So they're floating through life with, with blinders on just because they got the two titles that maybe they always wanted. And it's sad. But I think that happens a lot for women who, like Mm -hmm. I said, they get to a point where they haven't been married, they don't have any kids or anything, and they're hitting the 40s, the 50s, because their clock is like, look, I'm about to run out of batteries on this clock.
0: (laughs) Oh, yeah, the bears about to, you know, lose energy, lose power. I mean, oh, my gosh, that's just a really rough one for me, like... And I know, like, I feel like the way they set up her character, you know, I know like reality TV, I would assume there's some parts of it that is scripted, even when it's a person's real life. It's so hard to decipher what you're watching in shows like that. But I think she is, like, they just set her up to be, like, the villain of the show, basically. Um, So I know, like, I just, like, I watch a lot of YouTube channels Uh um, when they review the show and everything after it's over. And I, I read some mixed comments, you know, because of the way they've set her up. So some people yeah, I hear a lot oh, of it. I don't, feel, I don't feel, feel sorry for her. I don't blah, feel blah,
1: blah, blah. sorry. I, I feel know. sorry for her. She's a woman at the end of the day. And she doesn't deserve that. Especially right. watching her put up with Oh, I'm you know, sorry. I babe, babe, I thought this is what you wanted. Okay, okay. I'll check I'll cook you this. I don't have this. I mean, I'm like just watching that. I'm like, Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? And I'm like, where is Kenya. Mm. Because that's
0: not what the world is right. used to. So in a sense, she bowed down all the way. <laughs> I think no one Oh yeah. Like the episode where they were at the bowling alley and everyone was like, oh, Ken, Ken, because the way he was addressing her and she just became, you know, yeah. immediately docile towards him. It's like she just, you know, she was totally submitted, you know, submissive and it's like, hmm. This is interesting to see. I mean, I don't know. Do you believe that people, that a woman really should be 100% submissive to
1: her spouse? I learned a long time ago. Now, I will, most men, when I say this, they don't believe these words come out of my mouth because I'm typically really strong. But I, I, honestly, I can't wait to submit. I'm going to tell you what I mean by that for me, because of the woman that I am, for me to submit, he has to, first of all, be a real man. He has to be able to take care of things. I shouldn't have to, as you say, split the bill. (laughs) I'm going to work because I I find joy in working and having my own money, so that's never going to be the thing. But if I feel comfortable enough with him where I can go to him with my problems and he's solution-based and he's like, no problem. We got this. We're going to take care of it. He makes me feel like I can submit to him. Then I will. And by submit, I don't mean that I lose my voice or I lose the woman that I am. I just mean that I have a man that I can depend on. He's going to take care of me just like I'm going to take care of him, but he is, the king or the castle, I will go to him with a problem and he'll say, "Ah, I don't think that your solution is going to work and these are the reasons, so let's do this. Okay, let's do that. I I want to be able to put that type of trust in my man. So that's when I say I would submit in that way and I can't wait to. It. I just, it's been, I just really haven't met anybody like it to the point where I trust them with my heart and everything else, not to tear it apart or mess it up or, you know, so I, I don't, when I look at Kenya, I'm not going to ever submit in that way because when you submit in that way, you lose who you are. Like when she's around him, nobody in this world knows the woman that we've been privy to on, on the television all of these years. And even though that's on television mm -mm, before that, She was already, what Miss U.S.A., she had accomplished some amazing things. She's done movies. She's executive produced. She's done all of these things on her own without a man. So we don't expect her to bow all the way down. But yet and still, because we have been watching her all of these years, we know why. She didn't have her mother. She longed for a loving relationship, a loving family of her own and that baby. She wanted those things, so that's why, because he filled the void mm-hmm. that she has been had in her heart since the day she was born.
0: Right. I do feel that a woman should submit to her husband, however, it ties back to uh-huh. also making sure you're with someone that you're equally yoked with, you know? you're equally yoked with someone and you truly have found that spouse and you are the rib to that man yeah it's 100% easy to submit yeah I mean right. once you can submit to a real man that is being a real man right. and who truly is a lawyer every woman wants that so that they don't be this power female this alpha female like I mean that's at the end of the day I mean I know a lot of people right. they don't like to deal with traditional roles but when you have that 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 man, you know what I'm saying, that really yes. can handle his business, that's the most sexiest, attractive thing in the world, that's what everyone wants, and even sometimes we don't want to admit that no, I mean, yes. come on you got a man that, that he got it you know what I'm saying, and he make those, he can make a decision about anything, and you can have that solace like, okay, I know what now, boo my man has taken like if a therapist. woman gets a, a, a flat
1: tire on the side men. of the road i think it's you the know. sexiest thing in the world where if if she does get a flat tire the first person she calls is her husband i love that and he'd be like baby where you at i'll I go wait on yeah, triple well, a i'm gonna okay. come into us quick, swap cars with you eight. you go on home i'll wait on triple a you, that's what i'm talking about Yeah, something breaks around the house Bay got
0: it like i'm gonna just tell bay he gonna handle this you know later i mean that's what every woman wants so yeah i feel like yes. you can submit to the right one you know so that like i said you have to make sure that you are equally yoked because if you're not unfortunately it can turn into something toxic and that's when it's a problem and that's when you have to be you know, really mindful of who you're with because that's a bit much, you know. And and you know what, that that situation with Kenya
1: has, um, it really hit home with me because last year I was in a relationship like that. You never, a woman should never say what she'll never do because I, for the first time in my entire life since I've been dating, Mm -hmm. I had never been around a man like her husband but last year I dated one and he spent most of his time tearing me down and in the midst of it in the midst of it I found my voice becoming smaller and smaller and fainter and I have always been strong and very vocal but to that one man he would say things to me like you're too strong. Uh-huh. I can see you should have been an attorney. These are things I'll never forget because one day he said, You should have been an attorney. I said, Why do you say that? Because you're so opinionated, but it's going to be different. You will probably go into court and argue a case, and then all of the, you will probably win. And when you come out of the courtroom, the people the, the, that you, the other, I guess the other um, team, team of attorneys, they're going to sit around laughing, and they're like, do you know so-and-so and so? Yeah, I know her. Ha, ha, ha. I bet she ain't married. Watch. You see how she act? And when he, this is the man that said he loved me, crack these type of jokes. What? He told me, point blank, I would never be married. Said that when I, do you ever think that sometimes you, that you might make a man feel small? And I'm like, but I'm not saying anything to you that's wrong. So I'm trying to adjust myself and trying to be Mm. quiet or, you know, and I was in the midst of it, this small voice in the back of my head, like, what are you doing? What are you? Who are you? You love him this much? And that's how crazy it was. And he knew he was twisting and twisting and twisting. And I was getting smaller and smaller. And at the end of it, when I just said no more, like I literally came out of this screaming, no more. Like I'll never be married. I'll never be married. Like I had to build myself up after that. So I when I watch Kenya going through wow. that, I'm like, I know what she's going through. <laughs> I know.
0: Right. It's, oh, it's yeah. very it's very hard to watch. Um, but moving on past the Kenya situation, um, Another point I think I want to pull off of that show. So it kind of still involves her. So there was the scenario where Uh her and Cynthia found out about the cookie lady, the infamous cookie lady, how she had been flirting or whatever they were trying to say with Tanya's fiance, Paul. So do you think there are situations, how do you feel like, let's say you knew that there was a situation involving your friend Uh and their, their partner. Do you bring it that friend? Like, or do you just kind of like keep that to yourself? Like, I mean, how so, how would you? Honestly, a, a I've been in this situation so many times, that?
1: and I'll tell you, I have gotten to a point where I gauge the relationship with her and that man. You get what I'm saying? If if it's something new and they're just getting mm-hmm. to know each other, then I might sit back only for a minute. But if they've been in it for a long time and I feel like there's a commitment there or my friend has shared with me that they're thinking about going next level or it's serious, in other words, then I'm going to sit her down and I'm going to have a real conversation with her. But the reason I don't say anything on the front end is I'm like, why is this? It ain't going nowhere anyway. I can see that now. So why break her heart? You get what I'm saying? Just leave it alone. But if I see now that this dude just ain't gonna do right, mm-hmm. he, just, he just not gonna do right. I'm gonna sit down and I'm gonna tell her. But when I've been in that situation in the past, in most cases, my friends stayed in those situations, so they kind of almost lead me to believe, oh, I say anything at all. You know what I'm saying? Like what it's gonna make me look crazy. And in both situations that I said something, you know what they right. did? They start distancing themselves from me, like I was the problem. So that's why I'm very,
0: very leery about opening my mouth. I just have to watch. On the flip side, uh, let's put it on the flip side. Let's say you're the one in the relationship and a friend comes to you with some information. I can see both sides of it. I could see why a person would kind of be like, I don't want to hear that. You know, in a, in a relationship, I mean, I do get that part right. where it's like, don't come with, don't come to me with this BS, you know, are some people, they don't want to know if this is real, because you don't want to imagine a person that you're with, you're in love and, mm-hmm. you know, doing something that someone has to come back and bring to you. You know, so I get both angles of it, but I could I could see being in a relationship with someone and someone want to come back and tell you something yeah. like you better get yeah. on with that. Like I don't want to hear that you're bringing mess. You know, which right. a lot of right. times some, some people look at things like that like it's mess. Like don't you know like they and they don't want to hear it. So I can get that too because you're looking at it like okay, you're bringing me some information that could threaten my relationship. So. I can get that part, too, where it's like, don't even bring this to me, period. You know, like, I don't want
1: to. Yeah, I've never been like that. I've never told any of my friends, don't Mm -hmm. bring that. Actually, any time in the past any of my friends brought anything to me, I usually took their word for it, and I broke up with the guy each and every time. Because, first of all, Mm -hmm. I'm the mm-hmm. type of person, and I'm, I'm an Aquarian. Aquarians can't stand to be embarrassed. We can't stand to be made, you know, humiliated or made a fool out of. It's just it's just in my nature. So if you're coming to me, and I'm, I always go with facts, and what you're giving me makes sense, like if this person was missing the night before, and my friends come to me and they fill in the blanks, oh, he was missing or he wasn't answering your calls because he was here doing this. I'm going to start putting the puzzle pieces together. And nine times out of ten, I'm going to go back to him, not telling him what they said, but I'm mm-hmm. going to ask probing questions. And when I get the answers, I put the pieces of the puzzle together, and I'm usually done. You get it? So I never I've never once said, get out of my face with that mess. <laughs> never. And I have no regret over the guys that I've broken up with because of what somebody else brought me. Like I had a situation like that last year in the middle of the summer and somebody brought me something about a guy that I was absolutely just like crazy about. And to this day, to this day he maintains mm-hmm. the fact that they were lying. He is not that was last year. Here it is March. He still maintained and he always yeah. says, I hope I hope one day she'll see. She'll see what? <laughs> You're a liar <laughs> but it is this person still maintains, but I went with wow. what was brought to me because it made sense to me, and I'm good on that. And until that person mm. gives me anything that's more tangible or believable than what I heard, then I'm gonna stay with what I'm feeling <laughs> so i don't i don't I don't believe and but I've had friends tell me. Well, I don't want to hear that. Or I'm going to tell them what you said, which is the worst thing in the world. I'm going to go back and tell them what you brought to me because we not like that in our relationship. We communicate. So I'm going to say, she told me that you was here that bad to me. When my friends do that to me, i would be like, I'll never tell you. I don't care if your man having sex in my face. I'm not going to tell you. <laughs> so I, I just think you got to pick and choose. Mm-hmm. friend. And what scenario you you bring it to them about what particular guy It's case-by-case basis?
0: I feel that. One last scenario I want to pick up from off that show before we round out this episode is, so Cynthia, she's currently engaged to Mike Uh Hill. So there was an episode a few um, Mm -hmm. shows back where Mike had like this little party and he had all his friends, which... Happen to be women, and I know, like a lot of the comments that I was reading later were kind of like, "Okay, this is kind of weird," you know. Like, did he even, you know, then his friends air quotes? I was kind of wondering. I'm like, oh yeah, I possibly <laughs> slept with some of these females, like, because I know even Cynthia was kind of, you know, making a little to the camera, like, hmm, she's like, maybe I should read his book, you know, because uh-huh. he has all this, this book that he's, you know, making right now about his past. Do you feel that, okay, so they're obviously about to get married. Do you think sometimes, can you move past an ex's past? Let's say the ex may have like a, I don't want to use the word "sorted," but let's say you have an ex that kind of maybe kind of been around the block a few times. You know, like how do you do you think it's something that a person can kind of like move forward with this person and kind of look at it like, okay, well, this situation is different. I'm not gonna really look back on what he's done in the past prior to me like do you think that's possible or should a person kind of take heed
1: to? I do a believe past that people can change when they start I strongly strongly believe that um I think it's great when you are privy to information about a person's past, some people say, well, they haven't in the past. I don't want to know. Yeah, you kind of do. You kind of do want to know because it also gives you some insight into the person that they used to be. What's the saying? I may not be who I used to be, but what about, what, I can't remember the, the exact term, Um Mm-hmm. I may not be who I want to be but thank God I'm not who I used to be but it would be great to be able to have those conversations and you can see mm-hmm. growth and change with them because in that situation Mike is very vocal about his past that's why he wrote it down <laughs> he put it in the book for the world to see right Right, and encouraging obviously. her to read it right. <laughs> like, he's writing a
0: book obviously so he seems very transparent <laughs> And he's also, uh, another thing to add to that, he also said that he was unfaithful to his past wives. Do you think that's something that, would you think, would you be worried if you were marrying someone, and like I said, their relationship is more stronger, these are people that are about to get married. Do you think that if you have a, a partner who says, hey, I cheated on so and so." Do you think that, because some people, like, I know they were saying, too, on the show, and when they were talking about Dennis, oh, once a cheater, I was a cheater. Is that necessarily the case? Do you think that's something that a person should be worried about if they have a partner who is vocal that they cheated in the past? Should there be something I think, oh, I wonder what, is, is the possibility that they would possibly cheat on me,
1: or is it just... <laughs> let me say this. Once, you know, you and I, the very the first podcast we did, I shared with you that I was a cheater. And for pretty much most of the time Mm -hmm. that I've dated, I've never been faithful. So with that, any man that dates me Mm -hmm. now, I'm very vocal about that because I have a lot of wisdom on the, the, the cheating mind from, at least from my perspective. And I've changed. I know that within myself, I've changed. I went through a period of growth. That's why I never became anybody's wife because I knew that they were going to be subjected to the woman that I was. So, With that being said, and I'm also very vocal and I'm writing a book about it. I told you the book is going to be called This Ain't What You Want. I promise. That is essentially about me growing beyond (laughs) that cheating mind. So, I wouldn't want somebody to come along Mm -hmm. now and hold my past against me so i'm i don't have a problem dating the town hall as long as that that's who he used to be <laughs> and I, I use that time i laugh because i use it all the time with my friends i'm like shoot he might have been the town ho. okay as long as you tell me what i'm dealing with and i can actually you know match wits with that person because i know what it feels like to have made a lot of mistakes and you've grown and you're very vocal about, look, that was the old me. Now, should a new person be concerned about that cheater turning back into the old them? That can happen. That can happen regardless of whether I was a jack and cheat, mm. Although I never cheated before. So it might be saying that this person has tendencies. That's where the communication comes in. It okay. Why were you cheating so much back then? Mike, Hill, I heard him clearly say that he was immature. He said that. He admitted to that. He admitted that he was not in love with any of those women. These are things that he's saying which show a lot of growth. He said that he's been in therapy. But when you you hear these things, okay, all right, this person is admitting to these things. They've been in therapy. They're recognizing where they're wrong. I'd be like, what the hell else you want from me? I'm trying. You know what I'm saying. I have grown. I say I've changed, and that's what we're gonna go with. Either you can accept it or not. I don't know what else you can do. You know what I'm saying. You're doing what's what's best for you by receiving the help that you need. And at that point, you can either take my past or leave it. That's that's. Not You're gonna keep holding it over somebody's head. It's wrong. Right. Me personally, I
0: feel if I met someone and I really don't like to I don't really want to know about a person's past, quite frankly. As long as your ex partner is not on a milk carton and she's missing and you're the right I personally don't really need to have a breakdown on your past. I just long as you're not a suspect (laughs) in an assault or a murder of any of your past partners. That's all I need to be I was oh, yeah. all green light on other than that, you know, like, cause, because people do have a past and people make mistakes in relationships. I don't think, you know, you should hold that against a person, <laughs> you know, as long as, like, like I said, as long as they've had some normal scenarios. Yeah. I mean, hey, so I don't, I don't, I personally wouldn't be with someone and be like, okay, if they said, oh, well, you know, I cheated on blah, blah, blah. Which, like I said, I personally don't even. Oh, even yeah. Know well, what what happened if they had, what if they've been married for I'm just kind of funny about that.
1: You don't want it. You get what I'm saying? When it's when it's failed marriages that's on their record, how do you not wonder how in the hell do you get married and divorced three hell, I'm gonna be honest. How do you get married and divorced two, three times? Because I really want to know that you ask that you got some help. <laughs>
0: Girl, I don't I don't think some people business Look, I don't want to put some people' business Ooh. out there, but I know some people who have been married multiple times. Now, in those instances, it's kind of like—Are
1: <laughs> oh, you saying yeah, you girl, wouldn't if, um, if you, you met a man that's moving. been married? You know, let's like, just let's just say two, three yeah. times. You don't want to deal with them, even though they—if I mean, mm-hmm. you wouldn't even give them a chance to have a conversation with you and say, "Look." I was young. I got married three
0: times in my 20s. I'm 45 now. Like, would you not give them a chance? See, you you just threw a wrench in my theory. I'm not going to lie. I probably wouldn't deal with it. And I'm saying that because I know someone, and like I said, I don't want to put this person's business out there. I know someone that's been married four times. And he ended up at the time he married someone. Ooh. I think he was going on. She was wife oh. number four, but she on the flip side. He was husband number three. So they both was like. Oh. So was to say those two individuals are now divorced. So yeah, it is worth considering. Like, okay, well, or <laughs> <you laughs> they need to go so, on in Yama and do They need to do the work. Yeah. Okay. Right. So. Yeah, so in that case, if you're looking for a a solid spouse, and you find someone that's blind, like divorced, a serial divorcee, well, yeah, I mean, let's be real. I mean, that is something you need to consider. And mind you, to yeah. each his own. Yeah. You know, I mean, everyone changes. Everyone has a past. I mean, look <laughs> at look at David in the Bible. I mean, David was a girl. Was this was the king? I mean, he went through everything unimaginable. And he redeemed himself. Right. You know, not that everyone's a David, of course, but it is possible. So it is a case by case scenario, but that's a situation where I would really want to do some research and make sure mm-hmm. that person truly has left all of that in the past. You know, they've been married that many <laughs> times. There are people out there, they really
1: You gotta admire them for keep for trying. To do I know some like, people that's wanting so, and don't. So. They like, uh-uh, I've been, there. I've been married, I'm not ever doing it again. <laughs> I'm like, really? Mm-hmm. You don't believe in love? So, it's like they were just one and done. So, in a sense, when I look at those two, three, four marriage people, I'm like, okay, well, hold up. They're clearly looking for something. (laughs) They are looking for something. They know what they're looking for this year, though.
0: Yeah, but sometimes it's not, they're not looking for something in a good way, I think. And that's, like I said, only because I personally know someone that has been married several times, and they still not. Working on themselves, unfortunately. So and that is like <laughs> you, need you need a therapist, you know, work through your problems, right? Because you're looking for something way bigger than a, uh-huh. family, you know. So that's
1: that's. I a got deception. a friend that said that was know. a point in his life when right, he would have married, married said, anybody that he he thought he liked. I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> he said, anybody I thought I liked, because he said he wanted that family wow. unit keep his wife so I was like wow you wanted it that bad he said yeah I've grown though I've grown from it and I believe him because now he knows how to take it a little bit slower
0: and you said a key thing growth people do grow so in you know the instance of you know barreling back to the whole Mike and Cynthia situation He's been transparent. Hey, I've cheated on my past wives, but he did. Yeah, he shouldn't have know. never he said he didn't, baby. he didn't love those women, which of course was hard for his daughter to hear. But they didn't love them. People, you know, people make mistakes, and people have different yeah. points in life where you're not going to repeat what you did in your past marriage. And I get that, you know. So, you know, it is what it is. Yeah. As, long as a person has grown, I think things can be workable. So I'm gonna wrap up this episode of the Q Chat. You know, like I, you know, I like watching television. Like I said, personally, like I've been on Insecure for whatever reason. When I'm bored, I click on Insecure. Like that's just my particular show. You know, and Housewives of Atlanta is really the only reality show that I watch. I don't watch any of the other shows. I just, eh, I'm just not really into reality TV. But like I said, I've been riding. Hard. Oh yeah the Housewives of Atlanta for what, 11 years, 11, 12 years, this show, you know, and I don't plan to stop watching anytime soon. So I just felt that it was cute and fun to just kind of go over those two shows and pick out some scenarios and do. Now, you know, do you
1: do? I want to recommend the show. I don't on even know if it's indication <laughs> or anything yet. It did you know? one season, but did you ever watch the show? Love is. I think it came on own but it was about it was from the creators of i think they did girlfriends and something Celine they had they did the game Celine and brock akil a husband and wife team well it was about how they met so if you get a chance and anybody else listening that was an amazing show <laughs> oh i know what
0: you're talking about I know what you're talking about. I heard a lot of good reviews to that show. I started watching the beginning of it, but I did not complete it. And Owen actually has um, another show on right now. Oh my God, it's on the tip of my tongue. I can't think of it, but it goes over these people who are together, but it said okay. the episodes show different stages of the growth of their relationship. And I know I'm going to think of the title of the show um, after I hang up, unfortunately, but <laughs> Um, oh, wow. It's a very interesting show, and Ava DuVernay um, created it. So, you know, maybe we can have another um, episode continuing some of these shows. You know, now that I think about, it, I mentioned briefly girlfriends that used to be my show. and I was telling you. I was like, hey, it doesn't have to be, <laughs> three. It can be something. It yeah. yeah. single, anything. Martin, like we could definitely touch on some more different topics I'm not based on our yeah. favorite, you know, urban shows and movies. But this is pretty <laughs> fun. Oh, yeah, definitely and mixish and um grownish. But this is a pretty fun episode. Cause like I said, I definitely wanted to do a what would you do type situation. So I definitely want to thank Miss China. So if you guys, oh, and this is a great announcement. Um congratulations. Congratulations. on Apple <laughs> iTunes. Oh my god, this has been like a long journey. Whew, this has been a long journey to get this podcast on apple because as i said in my previous recording everybody i've met that's one of the first things that they've mentioned because i've the podcast community is awesome i will say and i met a lot of fellow podcasters that's normally the first question i got is it on itunes i'll subscribe is it on itunes oh um it's not on itunes yet you know like so it's finally on itunes i feel like a big girl now you know um like Pinocchio I'm a big boy I'm a big boy I'm a big girl now like I'm on iTunes like the show is has finally made it so it is on iTunes it is on Spotify it is on Google Podcast it's on Breaker it's oh. on Pocket Cast it's on new Radio Republic and I'm very thrilled you know so it is I feel like it's way more easier to access um the previous um platform I was using wasn't me personally wasn't very user-friendly I am on Anchor now obviously this is a new platform so anyone has who has tuned in of course you've heard the new ads that are required that you do here but I love Anchor I will I will say that but I'm thrilled that The podcast is able to be accessed on much easier platforms. You go to Apple, go to Spotify, whatever. Just search it; boom, it's there. So it's way simpler to access and listen to. So thank you guys for joining the Q Chat. And lastly, I want to thank Miss China again. And if you go to my Instagram, we do have a new Instagram. I forgot to mention that in a previous um, podcast. There's a new Instagram for the Q Chat. Uh, which is separate from my Queens Law underscore collection. Please go to that one though, because that is my business. But um, this is you know an extension of the Go Queen brand, which is this podcast, the Q Chat, which stands for the Queens Chatting, um, a conversation amongst Queens. The new podcast page on Instagram is the Q Chat underscore podcast. So please go over there, and you will see Miss China's information. Um, so you can go find her on Instagram as well so once again I want to thank miss China so the um and once thank again you for having me go look always, always so I definitely to, want to um, thank miss China and thank you thank you so much always fun and always a pleasure right. so thank you miss